Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. So over the weekend, there was a conversation, I believe it was on Friday, that took place on Stephen A. Smith's show between himself, an NBA legend, top 75 player, Kevin Garnett, right? And they were talking about a bunch of things. They were talking about Russell Westbrook and various things. So it got to the point where they were discussing this modern era of players. And the conversation started to shift towards... Um, you know, the way the game is being played now. And then ultimately it landed on LeBron James. And Kevin Garnett was basically trying to make this argument that we need to reevaluate how we judge LeBron because of what he's doing at his advanced age and based off of the fact that we have never uh, seen anything like this before. And then the conversation started to get very spirited, obviously in a friendly way. And Stephen A. Smith started to push back on him. So what we want to do is we want to play uh, some of the exchange between Kevin Garnett and Stephen A. Smith. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that there. We need to embrace this greatness that's before us. Right. Excuse my French, but what's happened last year. And we want to make some parodies, some comparisons to, you know what? He did it in 82. He played 65. I get that. Uh, non-practice right. versus practice, the development, what he should right. be like at 27. Right. Bro, all that's out the league now. Boy, these young right. boys are killing all that. Bro, LeBron right. just hit 39,000 points, bro. But we ain't right. never seen nobody hit 30. But let me, but let me, but let me, but let me throw this back at you. Let me throw this back at you. Totally agree with you. But my retort to that would be this. The game started in 1947. If I sit up there and I say of the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of players, I think MJ's number one and LeBron James is number two all time. Whether you disagree or agree with me, I'm not disrespecting you by saying you number two all time. You see what I'm but saying? That, I'm that's, saying what, the, that's what that says when you say that. That's what I'm saying. Why? Why? Because someone is looking at the body of work. Okay, let me ask you this. If you've never sure. seen it before and now you see it, what value is that? That's exceptional. It's exceptional when you've never seen it? When you never no, no, seen it, so, so let me ask you this: You have never seen the Bugatti? A Bugatti pull up beside you in the car. You, what, what value is that? Yeah, that's true. I don't so know if you can put saying. a value so on that. We ain't never seen Steph Curry. Never, right. never. Name one more like this. Never. We ain't never seen a thirty-eight average thirty, and then got thirty-nine. That we ain't never seen that. We ain't never seen a seven-six. Nutmeg. But we did. But we did. But we did see a motherfucker sit up there. Excuse our language. We did see a motherfucker win. Three peat twice after three peated, then took a year and a half off, then came back and three peated again. I mean, it all depends on how you measure it. I'm looking at Steph, greatest shooter on the planet Earth, four time champion, league, two time league MVP. I'm looking at LeBron, four time league MVP, four championships, 
10 trips to the NBA Finals is absolutely positively sensational. But in the same breath, so is six titles in eight years. So is 10 scoring championships. So is nine-time All-NBA defensive team. That's not that's not insulting anybody is what I'm trying to say. It's appreciating all of the greatness. Yes, but I'm telling you, in the risk of where we're at now, moving the game, okay. that's how they're thinking. Jordan didn't did do this. Jordan, did, listen, listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. We're missing out on the league being picked up and carried. The league is being carried into another place where none of us, Stephen A., everybody that's 50 and under have never seen none of the stuff that's going on. Now, do we say shot selection has went out the window? Productivity. Uh, the kids ain't playing uh, uh, more games than we did. Guess what, Stephen A., the R&D has been, has been in. What, what we did in, uh, matter of fact, let's break it down like this, 70 to 80. Drug infested man, David yep. Stern did a True. unbelievable job. He had made those alliances with those guys. He made the yep. league clean. 80 to 90, super, yep. probably, if not the 70s, the more roughest part of the league back. I mean, back before with George Mike and they were just bowing each other in the face and you just play with a split lip, all that, right? When you get yep. to 2023, bro, when we're supposed to be floating and levitating and I'm supposed to be able to get food right here that I ain't got to go into Beverly Hills and get, bro, we're in 224. Things are supposed to look different. The game looks different. I don't want to watch uh, 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 Steph Curry doing uh, Isaiah Thomas moves. No, I want to see Steph Curry doing Steph Curry 224, 225 moves. So you heard um, the exchange there. Now, to be quite honest with you, I'm a bit confused at what Kevin Garnett was ultimately trying to say. He was bringing up the fact that we hadn't seen this, we hadn't seen that, and what I was waiting for him to finally say was, okay, so based on all of these things that I've said, this is the reason I believe such and such. Are you saying all of that to say what? That now what you believe LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time? Or do you believe that Michael Jordan's... That was unclear. I don't understand where uh, KG stands on this particular issue. Now, here's what I want to kind of address. First things first, and I'm not saying this to Kevin Garnett because I don't believe he fits into this um, particular... Um, role what i've noticed is this there are a few ways for you to get um views on youtube and i believe that one of the ways people go about it is by trolling um other players the biggest troll going right now in the nba sector is to basically take something that everyone agrees on and then take the opposite position what am i talking about the vast majority of NBA fans, not the minority, the vast majority of NBA fans all believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all, the vast majority. If you believe otherwise, you're in the minority. But the vast majority believe this for very good reasons, obviously. So if you come along and become the voice that goes against Jordan, says that there are other people better, what happens is this. Because we already know that Jordan's the GOAT, when we hear somebody say, no, I believe this person is better, all of us, our ears are going to perk up and say, wait, what? What is this dude saying? Then you got a microphone. Then you got a voice. And of course, there are going to be people out there that are in, that have this fringe opinion that, you know, not a lot of people have, but if a lot, if you have these big voices saying it, it, it makes it look like it's a large opinion when the reality is not. It's still a fringe opinion. If you believe LeBron is better than Jordan, you're in the fringe uh, by taking that position. There's no sensible way. Even me and my cousin, my younger cousin, are going back and forth about it. 
um, on <laughs> on Instagram. So I've realized this is a hustle. The minute you do that, people tune in to hear what's this nonsense this person is saying. You generate click, you generate views, you generate revenue. If you came out and said Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time, there's nothing innovative about this because we already knew this. Your ears are not going to perk up. You're like, yeah, okay, duh, we already knew this. But if you say so-and-so player is better than Jordan, then people are going to tune in and listen, and then you got views. The new troll is to troll Michael Jordan. Forget about what these other dudes are telling you. That's the new troll. These are the trolls. Anybody that's successful that you deem as a troll in the NBA sports media landscape most likely believes that Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of all time. That's how it works. Anybody that is successful in the NBA sector that doesn't believe Michael Jordan is the GOAT is most likely a troll in most cases because when you press them on the issue, they never have good arguments. Now, back to Kevin Garnett's point. He said, we're dealing with something we never saw before. What's the value? Here's my response. First of all, respectfully to Kevin Garnett, when have we seen something like Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan? Some people say we've seen Kobe, right? Well, Kobe's close to Michael Jordan. Yes, Kobe was close to Michael Jordan stylistically. In terms of accomplishments, he's not. In terms of accomplishments, he is not. And if we're talking about, we're see, have we seen something new? Are we talking about playing style? Because if we're talking about playing style, I'll take Jordan 10 out of 10. I think most people take Michael Jordan 100 out of 100 times if you have to look at basketball. If you have to look at LeBron and Michael, uh, Kobe Bryant play basketball, I think 90% of the people would say, I'd rather watch Kobe play basketball. I mean, this is this is not really up for discussion here. Even LeBron fans will tell you, Kobe Bryant has a much better looking basketball game. So it's not really about the looks. What we're talking about is what's being accomplished. And if we're talking about what's being accomplished, I ask you to submit someone that has a resume that is as impressive as Michael Jordan. Who's the person? Who is the person? Really, who is that person? Who, who, who do you know was winning scoring titles, making all first defense, winning MVPs in the same season, winning finals? Who, who's the person doing this? Who? Who's the person? I was recently listening to one of the lies that Nick Wright did, who's another troll, and made his name off of trolling Michael Jordan on Undisputed. He went up there and said LeBron averages. He, Nick Wright is a troll. He said LeBron averages more, I think he said more, more rebounds, more assists, more steals, more block. These are all lies. He said LeBron averages more steals than Michael. How is that even possible? He does not average more steals than Michael Jordan. LeBron has never led the league in steals at all, ever. MJ did it three times. MJ led the league in scoring 10 times in a row. 10. While in the process of that, still winning MVPs and still winning Defensive Player of Year, uh, a Defensive Player of the Year award. Don't even bring up what he did in the playoffs. Don't even bring it. It's not, it's not close no matter what angle you want to look at it. No matter what angle. And just because you're seeing something that you've never seen before does not mean the new thing you're seeing is the greatest thing you've ever seen. Let me repeat it once more. Just because you're seeing something that you never saw before, it does not mean it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. I'll give you guys an example of what I'm talking about. One of the movies that absolutely blew my mind as a kid was The Lord of the Rings. 
I remember walking into the theater. I mean, seeing that movie and walking out and saying, I've never seen a movie like this before in my life. That was my experience. Just because I've never seen something like The Lord of the Rings does not make it better than Scarface. Does not make it better than Godfather 2 or Godfather 1. It doesn't. It's just something different. It doesn't mean that it's better. And LeBron is doing something that is very unique. But I still believe what Jordan did is way more impressive. As a matter of fact, before producing the show, we put up a poll on our community section where I said the following. I said, um, and I want to read it to you. I said, if someone spends 21 years trying to climb the tallest mountain in the world, it's truly impressive. However, it will never be as impressive as the person who did it in much less time. In fact, it actually exposes how much better the person is who did it in less time is than the man still climbing the mountain. Michael Jordan is still the GOAT and it ain't even close. That's what I said. What LeBron is doing is, is absolutely amazing. LeBron, LeBron is, is accumulating um, points, rebounds, steals. Jordan was accumulating championships and accolades. That's the fundamental difference. Now, if you want to say Michael Jordan couldn't play to this age, I say to you, I submit to you, he didn't need to. What exactly is Michael Jordan playing for? What would he be playing for? He already beat these dudes. He was by far the more dominant player. That's not even up for discussion. No one won as many championships when Jordan was in his prime when he, when he was playing. Stephen Curry has the same amount of rings as LeBron James. There's been a dynasty during the era of LeBron James, a dynasty that existed, which is the Golden State Warriors dynasty. If you count from 2000, there have been multiple dynasties. There have been three dynasties in the NBA over the past 20 plus years. The Lakers dynasty of five championships, the Spurs dynasty of five championships, the Golden State Warriors dynasty of four championships. How could you have possibly dominated this era? How? Somebody said LeBron is the most dominant player since the year 2000. How is this possible when there are players that won more than him? How? How is it possible? Tim Duncan has more rings than LeBron. Kobe Bryant has more rings than LeBron. Stephen Curry has as many rings, so how could he be the most dominant? What are you basing this off of? And how can you be the most dominant when you lose that much? Dominant in, in, in the terms of what? In, in what terms? You cannot be the most dominant ever and you get blown off the finals floor with a record margin when you play in a garbage conference for the vast majority of your, of your NBA career. Kobe faced more 50-win teams in the playoffs in just two seasons than, Mike, than Magic Johnson did his entire career. Stop the bloody nonsense. I kind of see what Kevin Garnett is saying, and then I don't. He didn't make a point with seeing some of these are intangible arguments. Jordan is the GOAT. Cut it out. Cut it out. I feel like people are bored of Jordan being the GOAT, so they got to do this. When you when you when you the go for so long, this eventually happens. We all know what it is. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So there was a story that's still breaking, but broke recently 
surrounding NBA player Josh Giddy, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's under investigation for having a relationship uh, with a minor, underage girl, and more information is coming out, and that we're actually going to touch on that uh, later today, and obviously depends on which order you're watching the shows that we're producing. So, <clears throat> I was recently uh, on vacation, take on vacation, a short break with my family, um, and I was going through the channel's analytics, just checking on the comments, seeing what the community was saying, and I kept on seeing comments from you know, some of our viewers saying Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy. We're hearing about the Josh Giddy investigation. And at the time I was kind of on the move, so I didn't have much time to really, you know, sit down and go through the information. So yesterday in the evening, I was like, okay, let me look into this. So I looked into it and I said, you know what? Today I'm gonna touch on it. And I want to quickly read from what I read on a show that we produced, and it says I want to read it to this. It says NBA is investigating. We're reading from the Daily Mail. It says NBA is investigating allegations that Oklahoma City Thunders Josh Giddy had an inappropriate relationship with a minor uh, after pictures of, of them, including one where she boasted about having bleep with him, uh, were posted on social media. The article then continues on. The NBA is looking into allegations that Oklahoma City Thunders uh, rising star Josh Giddy had an appropriate relationship with a minor. Pictures and videos of Giddy with a girl, including one where she boasted about having uh, sex with him, were posted on social media in recent days. NBA spokesman Mike Bass said the NBA is looking into the allegations of Oklahoma City uh, uh, Josh Giddy's having an appropriate relationship with a minor uh, that have emerged via social media. And then continues on to say Giddy, who's 21 years old, was selected by the Oklahoma by the Thunder uh, with the sixth overall pick in 2020. Uh, drafting an NBA draft and has emerged as one of their key players. And one of the images posted online, the girl is seen bragging about them having, you know, what together with Giddy. Uh, and then the article then goes on to say a few other things. The picture is 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 uh, in which a shirtless Giddy stood behind her is captain uh, just bleeped Josh Giddy. Another show, another shows the Australian player with his arm around her body and his captain. He says. Uh, hey, and then the article goes on to say a few other things. So in the show that we produced, I was discussing the silence uh, from Malika Andrews. Now, if you know anything about Malika Andrews, uh, she works for ESPN. And Malika Andrews presents herself as a playful yet virtuous person that's always seeking justice. Um, and whenever a situation arises, she always sticks her nose in it and comments on it. But I've noticed something about her, about her, and a lot of people have noticed something about her that which is Malika Andrews always has this energy and this righteous righteous indignation. Whenever there's a situation involving black men, I don't know if you guys know Malika Andrews is half black. If you look at her, you can clearly see that you don't need to you don't need to go through uh, DNA testing to figure it out. You can just look at her and tell. Uh, what her background is so as a black man saying this so one would think one one would begin to ask a question why is malika andrews always going after black men now some people say but why do you know this how are you saying that she's only going after black men can you give me some examples i'll absolutely do that look at the situation involving the email Wadoka and uh the boston celtics as a matter of fact uh malika andrews turned herself into judge jury and executioner uh during you know the time that you know, that story was blowing up and she went on and you know, she went on ESPN's first take Stephen A. Smith show to basically scold Stephen A. Smith about how he was trying to turn women into victims in that moment. And she had already come to the conclusion that Emil Doka was the one in, uh, was the one at fault when we later found out that, as a matter of fact, 
it was a consensual relationship and her default position was attack Ime Odoka. Then you had the situation surrounding the the replacement coach in Joe Mazzula. She brought up his past uh, where he had some unsavory moments. She had no issue bringing that up. And then we got into the situation involving Brandon Miller as of recent where she was bringing up an incident that he was involved in but not, he wasn't charged for. And she had no problem bringing this up on draft night. But then we noticed the situation with Dana White where he hit his wife. We didn't hear anything from her. We noticed the situation surrounding Brett Favre. We didn't notice any. We didn't hear anything about her. And now this situation arises, and many of us are sitting, sitting back asking the question, Malika, where is your voice on this? This situation is involving women, so I'm sure, and, and all reports are saying that it involves a minor at that. So we would love to hear your stance on this. Now, someone made the comment in the comment section, which was this. They said that, well, it's not a minor. We're hearing various reports and all of this. I didn't say that Malika Andrews should come out and convict the guy. What I'm saying is I want to hear you talk about it. Before any decision was reached and some of those other matters, she went out there and lent her voice to the situation. What's stopping her now? That didn't stop her from talking about Emil Doka's situation. That didn't stop her from talking about uh, um, <clears throat> Joe Mazzulla's situation. That didn't stop her from talking about Brandon Miller's situation on NBA draft night. So why is it stopping her now? Why is it stopping her now? The situation involving Dana White. Yeah, it's a different sport, but is is his wife still not a woman? Help me figure this out. So, okay, so the sports, the 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 fact that it's a different sport, that's what that's what stopped you from commenting commenting on it. Okay, fine, I grant you that. Now we're talking about the NBA. Where's Malika's voice? Here's why I think Malika is not talking about this. I think black men are are low hanging fruit. I think it's low hanging fruit, and it's an easy target for her. Because she knows that if she does it, everyone will pile on. It's going to be easy for her to do that. But when it comes time to criticizing people that look like people you date, it's a little bit tricky. Here's the fundamental difference between a Malika Andrews and myself, for example. Dreamers Pro, we have various different people that work here. Me, black, Italian, Canadian. We all work on this show together. When we produce these shows, I'm speaking about these topics from a position of truth and consistency. The people that work with us or the, 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 the Dreamers Pro team, they know that I'm not out here targeting, targeting white men. They know that I'm just speaking the reality on the situation. They understand this from an, uh, from an intrinsic level. They know that I'm not racist by bringing this up. They know this. They know this because when there's other issues, I discuss it. So... We're still waiting to hear Malika Andrews comment on this, and she won't. She won't. It's easy for her to go after black guys. It's very easy. I've yet to hear her go after someone that looks like the person she's dating. I've yet to see it happen. I've yet to see it happen. I've yet to see it. I'm, I'm st we're still waiting on it. I'm still waiting for the moment. Now, some people will say, oh, you're making it about race. My brother, when you, don't, when you, hear, when you, when you notice a particular pattern, you shouldn't be accusing me. You should be asking the person that's always mute when it comes to other people from another ethnic group. Don't ask me. This is not me. I'm pointing out what is existing in front of us. I'm just pointing it out. Not me highlighting means that I'm race baiting. Then that's your bloody business. I'm going to say what I see. Period. End of story. There are a lot of whites that have no issue with what I'm saying. There are a lot of blacks that have no issue with what I'm saying. And there are going to be whites that have an issue with what I'm saying. There are going to be blacks that have an issue with what I'm saying. It's up to you to discern that. But what I am going to do is tell you what I think. And this is what I'm noticing. She never keeps that same energy. 
she never talks to her white male counterparts the way she does to her black male co- counterparts on her show. On, I've never seen it happen. She's cut off Matt Barnes. She's cut off Kendrick Perkins. All of these people. When it comes to Dave McMenamin and other guys and Brian Windhorst, I never see any of this. I never see any of this. And I'm just trying to ask, where's the consistency here? And I think that's the reason you're not going to see it. It's too close to home. It's too close to home, and then it gets a little bit awkward. So we'll go after the black guys. And guess what? I'm a black person. I'm a black guy. And I'm going to be offended by it. And if you target me, I'm going to call you out for targeting me. I will. I'm sorry. And if that makes some people feel uncomfortable, so bloody be it. That I mean, that's for y'all to feel, feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to sit here and just keep dealing with these attacks constantly on black men to make you feel comfortable. You must be out of your rabbit ass mind. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. This is a continuation of some of my thoughts over the weekend discussing this scandal surrounding Josh Giddy. I'm going to cut to the quick. I'm going to get to the point immediately. Listen, um, I'm someone that is that that really believes that Malika Andrews has it out, number one for men, but especially black men. That's what I believe, and a lot of people believe that. Um, and, and the most annoying part is that Malika Andrews is a black woman. This is the part that kills me. This is the this is the this is the confounding part of it all. This is the part that I just don't understand. You have this fetish for attacking men that look like you. It's unreal to me. I don't understand what that says about a person that loves to go after people that look like them. That means there's some serious issues lying within. Serious. And we can bring up case after case after case after case. This um, Josh Giddy situation is quite messy. It's quite messy. And what we've noticed is whenever there are issues surrounding black men, Malika Andrews is always the first one to jump to the front of the line to start pointing fingers. For those of you who don't remember, if you think back well and, and, and you recollect properly, Ime Odoke at one point used to be working for the Boston Celtics. Then a scandal broke out. A scandal broke out involving Ime Odoka and a staff member with the Boston Celtics. And Malika Andrews jumps on television on Stephen A. Smith's show after she attended a press conference with the Boston Celtics and tried to scold Stephen A. Smith for daring, daring to say that the Boston Celtics should have kept that information in-house. For those of you who don't remember, I want to play a quick soundbite of Malika Andrews going off on Stephen A. Smith on his own show to the point where he had to stop her and check on uh, on his show. Take a listen to that there. Stephen A., with all due respect, this is not about pointing the finger. Stop. What became apparent to me in this press conference is that we do not have all of the information here. And it was frustrating to me that the Celtics declined to elaborate or to give more specifics about what exactly the rule breaking was that led us to this point. So that I just want to get that out of the way first. But to answer your question, Molly, I think what stood out to me, I, I think what stood out to me is that Brad Stevens, he was upset. That's what stood out to me about what he termed uh, rampant Twitter uh, BS is the word that he used, that women 
were unfairly dragged into this within the Celtics organization. You could see that Brad Stevens was visibly upset about this. And I also found that to be gross and unnecessary, that folks were bringing in the names and the images of women that is just not a fact. That was purely speculation. And so to me, that is what stood out. But the Celtics as an organization could have done more. And short of doing more ahead of this yesterday, they could have owned that responsibility in this press conference. I understand that there were legal parameters that they had to operate within uh, for everybody involved. And I appreciate the fact that they brought in uh, outside counsel and did a thorough organization. And I think that that is something that was clearly uh, necessary in this situation. But the fact that it was able to go on all day, the fact that we are sitting here debating whether somebody else should have been suspended or not, we are not here, Stephen A., to further blame women. That is not why we are here. First of all, let me be very clear. I don't appreciate where you're going with that. I'm not blaming anybody but Ime Udoka. He deserves, the fact of the matter is I've said, he deserved to be fired if they were going to fire him. If you're not going to fire him, then don't fire him. My issue is all of this being publicized. The point that I'm trying to make is just you like you're not mentioning, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, I listened to you. You're the one telling me to stop on my show. It ain't happening. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I've already said, he deserves to be fired or he deserves what to, to be there and handle it internally and privately. If you're not going to handle it privately, if you're going to publicize it in that fashion, then obviously it provokes everybody wanting to know, OK, well, who are the parties involved? When you have Amina Smith in Boston and other women pointing out the fact that there were women who were wrongly implicated in all of this, it's a disservice to them. I didn't come out with the report about a consensual relationship. I didn't come out with the report ahead of time leaking that we were, they were going to suspend him for the year. They did that. And my point is, considering how pervasive this kind of stuff has, has, has existed in professional sports for many years, my whole point is, is that, excuse me, make sure that you handle it in the same fashion it has always been handled. Now, that's just one example of Malika Andrews. Some people don't know the lengths at which Malika Andrews will go. It has nothing to do with even age. Malika Andrews, ha Malika Andrews has no shame. Okay, she will attack grown black men. She will, she will attack young black men. I want to I give you guys another scenario of when she tried to bring up some unsavory information about Brandon Miller on NBA draft night, and she was called out for it, uh, by the public who said, why is Malika Andrews doing this? For those of you who don't remember her going after Brandon Miller on draft, I want to quickly play it for you. It's about a 10-second soundbite. Take a listen to Malika Andrews going after Brandon Miller here, and it will continue on the show. Take a listen to that there. His name did surface in court testimony involving a case where his former teammate and another man, they've been indicted for capital murder in the fatal of 23-year-old Jamia Harris in January. The University of Alabama has described Miller as a cooperating witness. How is this factoring, if at all, into how teams are evaluating him? So you heard her there. Now, let me tell you guys what's interesting about this. Do you know that when, uh, do you know that at the time that she went after Brandon Miller, 
Do you know that he was actually younger than Josh Giddy? Josh Giddy's 21 years old. Brandon Miller's 21 years old right now. Right now. They're roughly the same age. So going after young guys, she has no issue with it. And what we're asking is, where is Malika Andrews' voice on this particular situation? Where is it? Where is it? Where is this thing of going on people's show, cutting them off to express your displeasure with a situation that, oh, by the way, involves a minor? Which could have some legal ramifications. Which are ramifications that have absolutely, that there were nothing like the situation that Ime Odoka was on, but she felt so comfortable to convict them in a public forum when she didn't have the facts. She automatically assumed that it was the big black, black guy at the office that was pressuring that woman to go into a relationship with him when we now found when we later found out that it was a consensual relationship. So for her to have any position at all that wasn't neutral was already a negative slant towards black men, which is her MO. And I'm calling her out on it. I'm calling you, I'm calling you out on it. I'm a black man, I'm and I'm offended by your behavior. I am. And what we're looking for is the same energy. The same energy. This is what I'm looking for. You can't be mute on this particular issue. Go post on your Instagram. Go do something. Do something. Say something. Go after go after him the same way you went after these uh, 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 these other figures. This is what I'm looking for. And I'm going to be waiting to see it. Otherwise, I'm going to call you out. Because otherwise, if you don't do it and another situation comes up and it involves a black guy, nobody should, nobody should listen to a single word coming out of Malika Andrews' mouth. Because when Stephen A. Smith went on Paul George's show and he was defending Malika Andrews, he's like, if he does, she doesn't bring up that, if she doesn't ask the right question, she doesn't bring up that point, she loses that job. Because if you're up there, you're not going to bring it up. Then why bring it up? Okay, fantastic. We grant you that. She's doing her job. Do your job now. You didn't do it for Dana White. We know that. When he hit his wife, you didn't do that. You, you didn't do that. You didn't do it for for for, for uh, uh, Brett Favre. You didn't do it then. Do it now, because this is an NBA mat, uh, an NBA related issue. Do it now, and we're gonna be waiting. And if you don't do it, I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up, and, and I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it because we don't see that same consistency here. To me, it's absolutely disgusting that this girl has a fetish for going after black men, and I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Malik. I'm sick of it. I'm a black guy, and I like the way I look, and I, I like myself. I like my dad. I like my brother. I like my cousins. And I'm sick of seeing people that look like us going after us on television because they got some kind of sick fetish. So I'm calling you out on it. We need to hear your piece on this. We need to, I, we need to hear your position on this. I'm waiting for it. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.